New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. everybody it is the osmo.com nhl dfs strategy show we've got six games to discuss for tonight i'm jake Ari. i'm joined by saloon cliffy michael clifford how you doing man uh not too bad not too bad uh had a nice little weekend uh won a won a little bit of money um playing nhl yeah sun and the sun was out so i got to go I'm starting to run outdoors more as opposed to, uh, you know, just slamming a, slamming a bunch of miles on the treadmill. So not bad all around. Uh, sounds pretty good. Uh, old were you at? It's freezing. Yeah. Okay, uh, it seems Jake's... Uh, guys, can you hear me? Um, you're cutting out a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah, lawn care guys are doing some work out there, so hopefully that's not being picked up on the mic. Uh, I'm just going to assume that we're still good to go and just go through this. But what are your initial thoughts uh, on tonight's slate? Uh, the first thing that stuck out to me, uh, obviously, is Boston. Um, the big... Big news yesterday for the trade deadline was Taylor Hall getting traded uh, to the Bruins. And it looks like he's going to slot on the second line, second power play unit to start. We'll talk about that game in a minute. But that intrigues me because, you know, one I think one of our subscribers brought it up in chat earlier today. You know, the shiny new toy factor, right? Um, do people chase after Taylor Hall because, you know, he's finally out of Buffalo and now he's in Boston. And, you know, he's in this matchup. Maybe he wants to stick it to his old team and all that. The the thing I want to kind of caution is I wrote about this this morning at Dabra Hockey where I write about season-long hockey is Taylor Hall at no point in his career has been a good goal scorer, right? Um, he has one 30-goal season, and it was the year he shot like 15% or something like that. Like six out of the last seven seasons he shot um, under – or he has um, – he shot under 10%. Um, he's at like 23 whatever percent this year that's obviously low but it's not to say that he's going to come out and just turn into a 30 goal scorer automatically because he's not in Boston anymore like this guy 
Um, he shoots a lot, but he's not a good goal scorer. So um, it, it, I'm interested to see how this works out because, you know, him and Krejci on the same line, they're both kind of the same player playing different positions. So uh, I'm real interested to see how that works out uh, for Boston. I'm interested to see how Mike Riley works out on the blue line too. We're going to get to him, um, but he's uh, he's a guy that I think could be very good for them uh, as a puck mover. And then obviously Washington with Anthony Manta getting traded there, Jacob Verona getting traded to Detroit. Uh, Manta, like it seems like everybody wanted to talk about Verona and what he can do in Detroit and, and all this, but Manta, like he's been a really good player for a few years now. Like he was just shy of a point per game last year uh, in an injury shortened season for a terrible Detroit team. So um, Washington has had their struggles at times this year. So I'm really interested to see how Manta uh, fits in on that second line. And and that's why like, I'm interested in the slate because I want to see where the ownership goes on these new players. Like are people going to chase after Hall now that he's in Boston, even though he's not playing with their premier players, are people going to chase after Anthony Manta, even though he's not starting on the top power play unit? I'm really interested to see how that ownership shakes out tonight. Yeah. A lot of fun yesterday, uh, all day, a bunch of trades going on. Uh, I thought everything was over and then we found out Manta got traded uh, to the caps, which you were very excited about. We'll swap for swap with your boy Verona, my boy Manta, your boy Manta too. I, I think you've been a, a fan of his as well. Kind of uh, done dirty uh, as a lot of Detroit players have been uh, under Jeff Blashill. So it sounds like that's not going to be happening for too much longer. They're going to can him after the season. Well, Steve Eisman said at his GM presser that he's going to have a conversation with Jeff Blashill after the season and, and Blashill's contract is up. So like, when your GM comes out, he doesn't say, no, we're, not, we're working on a contract. We love to keep Jeff around, all yeah. that. Instead, he's saying we'll have a conversation after the season. I don't think it bodes well for Jeff Blashill sticking around. And like, he may be a very nice guy. I don't know him at all, like at all in his personal life. I just know... He hasn't been a good coach for the Detroit Red Wings. And it's just not me saying that. I think you'd find every single one of their fans and even some of the beat writers would say the same thing. Yeah. And uh, a lot of DFS players as well. You can lump in there. I've not really enjoyed his tenure so far uh, with the Red Wings. So it might be coming to an end. We'll see. We're a DFS show. We've got six games tonight. And a couple, I'm glad that you're on this show because I think you could talk through a lot of the intricacies of how you expect some of these new line comments. We don't have a ton of new line information, I'm not saying, but like you mentioned, Hall, we talked about Mantha a little bit. Uh, and there's a couple other guys where I'm interested to hear your thoughts about uh, their new roles. Uh, you could probably hear that in the background uh, just right outside the window. So I'm just going to throw it over to you. Anything else you want to talk about uh, to start this slate? Yeah, I, I would say one thing to really watch out for is that Florida-Dallas game coming in late. Um, Joel Canville said this morning uh, that Anthony Duclair is back for Florida and he's going to the top line. Um, and Dallas, you know, they said Alex Radulov is going to be out for a while, so at least we have some clarity there. But with Rope Hints, uh, he's a perennial game-time decision. Uh, and with, you know, Florida going 12-6, we don't have their full lines outside. Like, we can guess what their top six is probably going to be. Um, but, you know, they said they're going 12-6, so that, you know, some guys might come in and out of the lineup. There could be something there with Dallas – or with Florida. And then with Dallas, of course, with Rope Hintz, uh, constant uh, game-time decision. That's one thing that's con- that concerns me because it's the last game of the slate, right? Like, if, if Florida and Dallas, if something funky happens there, you have nobody else to go to other than the players in that game. So just one thing to keep in mind if you're stacking out of that Florida-Dallas game is that uh, there could be line changes to come at warm-up and they could stick you in a pretty tough spot uh, because it is the last game of the sleep. And then... Yeah, go ahead, keep going. No, no. And then I, like, I'm really interested in, in this Calgary-Toronto matchup. The reason I say that is because Calgary... As kind of, you know, they kind of jumbled their lines over the last couple of games and they've, they've stacked the top line. Uh, and most importantly, I think, is that they broke up Monaghan and Godreau. Uh Sean Monaghan is a guy that I've kind of railed against a lot in season-long fantasy hockey over the years. I pretty much just pegged him as a passenger uh, alongside Johnny Godro. Now, neither of them are really having good seasons this year. Um, but I want to see how Monaghan can fare by himself. I think it would kind of expose him for lack of a better term to the fan base and and to hockey fans in general, just to the caliber of player he actually is. Like, I don't think he's a bad player. 
I just think his results were way above normal uh, because of who he was playing with, not necessarily because of how good he is. So I think this second line matchup uh, coming uh, into Toronto should be a good one to judge uh, Monaghan by. All right, before these guys get back and start uh, blowing where the audience can hear it, uh, we're just going to introduce the first game. Thanks for filling some time there like a true professional. Uh, let's see. I don't have a line of builder up. Uh, yes, I do. There we go. We've got the Rangers and the Devils. 3.4 apply total for the Rangers. 2.6 for the Devils. Chesterkin and probably Mackenzie Blackwood are your goalies. Uh, I'm interested in a, in a line. I can't remember if it was on a show with you. Uh, that we talked about this. I think it was with Josh, actually. You were in chat telling me that I might have gotten the matchups wrong. I think you were correct. I like the Hughes line, but uh, what do you like here? Big total for the Rangers. Yeah, so the first thing that jumped out to me in this game when I was looking through our ownership and top stacks and all that um, is the ownership on that Hughes line because Hughes is what jumped out to me initially. That'd be Hughes, uh, Kokanen, uh, and Sharon Govich. Uh, The reason for that is they've been pretty good together this year. Uh, 3.6 expected goals, 4 per 60, 1.4 expected goals against in about 80 minutes of ice time. You know, that's not nothing. That's, you know, six, seven games worth of ice time. Um, And Hughes has had excellent underlying uh, results this year. Like if you look at his impacts by uh, expected goals for and expected goals against, they're both one standard deviation above the league average, which means uh, he's in a very small cadre uh, of top play drivers so far this year. And, you know, that bears out in the numbers that you see with Kokanen and Sharon Govich. The problem is, is that they, they'll they be getting probably the second line from the Rangers or a fair amount of the second line from the Rangers because the top line with Wood and Brat uh, is probably going to go into the top line from the Rangers because that is typically uh, their shutdown line. Um the problem is that the Rangers second line has actually been a lot better than the Rangers top line, especially over the last month or so. So this could be a situation where they want to get Jack Hughes into a better matchup, but I think by accident, they might end up putting him in a worse matchup. Now, when I say this, the big difference between Rangers one and Rangers two has been offensive play driving, not necessarily defensively. So the big difference between Rangers one and Rangers two has been in the offensive zone not in the defensive zone. So while I think Hughes and company could struggle to control the puck at times this, this, this game because Strom and Panarin and Blackwell have been so good together, um, I still think that they can be had defensively, um, especially at their price. But, you know, at that price, 11-9, that's what's bringing them into range for so many people. Um, we have them as the seventh highest owned line on the slate tonight uh, coming in over double their projected uh, top two stack percentage, like that kind of leverage, I really don't like, like, because if you're using that, because on a slate like tonight, there's, especially with with Steven Stamkos out, there's just two, there's really two spots to go. If you're using that super cheap devil's line, that's Boston or Toronto. So I worry about duplicated lineups at that point as well. So honestly, I'm probably out on New Jersey altogether tonight. If anything, I'm going to be in more on the Rangers side. Um, the Rangers have been top 10 by expected goals for or top three, sorry, by expected goals. No, sorry. Let me get that right. Bottom 10 on the penalty kill top 10 by PKTOI is what I meant to say. So that puts the Rangers power play uh, in a better matchup for me. Have three have the top three Rangers by expected goals for per 60 over the last month are guys that typically play lower in the lineup. We're talking like Blackwell and Heedle and Goche and those guys. So I, I think you're fine to go with Rangers three in this, in this matchup as well. And that's what kind of what I want to get across here is that if there's a cheap line I get out of this game, it's probably Rangers three over Devils one, just because I want to get that one or two or 3% Rangers line, as opposed to the 10 or 12% uh, Jack Hughes line. I don't like when my filler stacks are double digits. So for me, uh, my focus in this game is going to be on Rangers three, but I really do like some sort of Rangers power play stack uh, just to take advantage of that weak devil's penalty kill. Yeah. Yeah. I think you make good points there. I mean, uh, Rangers one, like, or Rangers one, uh, devil's one, they're not going to be like a sneaky play. Like maybe I thought that would be, um, 
they can be used as a filler stack a lot. So that's why we're seeing like the 10% ownership on them. And that's going to keep me off them, at least as not one of like my overall favorite stacks. I'm still going to have them in filler stacks with, you know, maybe the the higher leverage teams uh, on the top stack tool. But uh, yeah, I was, I was looking to slam them earlier. Maybe not so much anymore seeing this ownership, unless it just falls off a cliff. Uh, I still think they're fine, but uh, yeah, not, not going to be one of my top stacks overall. And then I'm not really that in love with the Rangers, despite the 3.4 implied total. Just like I'm going to some of these other teams, Capitals, uh, Bruins, and so like the Leafs as well. And then I like actually kind of both sides of the last game that we're going to talk about as well. So, you know, got to have the 2.6 implied totals and uh, fade the 3.4 implied totals is what I'm uh, known for doing, I guess. But uh, you make a good point about the Rangers power play. I think that's the best way to attack them because neither of their lines, especially not the top line has been um, especially good at five on five in terms of chance and shot generation. So keeping me off them a little bit as well. Uh, any defensemen we need to point out here, Truba, Miller, Fox, those are the guys that get power play minutes on the Devils. Uh, Ty Smith, PK Subban, I've seen his minutes have been down quite a bit. And uh, Will Butcher is also getting secondary power play time. Any of those guys stick out to you? I mean, Subban is a weird one because he got that gnarly injury in the last game, right? He took that skate blade to the thigh. Like, I guess he's fine. He's going to play. I just that just kind of worries me. It's just one of those, like, it's a fresh wound. Like, I just feel like that's something that can open, right? <laughs> like, it, like, I know these people. Doesn't seem great, yeah. I, yeah, I know they have doctors to take care of this, but just a giant gash on your thigh just seems bad for playing hockey. So, uh, Ty Smith is probably the guy I would go to on the Devils. He's been playing about twenty-one thirty over his last 10. His problem is, is that he doesn't block or shoot much, so you really need point production for him to come through. So he's not a guy I would use in cash games or anything like that. Uh, but Ty Smith, I think for the Ranger or for the Devils on the Rangers side, uh, I would really try to get Fox in in my PP stacks, especially where the Rangers prices have have been starting to come down. Like Fox was a seven K defenseman recently; at least he's under seven K now. Yeah, so I would try to get the Fox in my power play stacks if I can. I'm perfectly fine going down and just using Truba instead. All right, let's move it on to our next game here. Let me find where I'm at. All right, there we go. We have the Buffalo Sabres and the Boston Bruins. 2.0 implied total for the Sabres, 3.5 for the Bruins. Probably all mark against the Swayman, Jeremy Swayman. Uh, new addition, we talked about him a little bit, Taylor Hall. One of my favorite players. You called him uh, David Krejci, if I remember correctly. I couldn't respond because these guys were uh, <laughs> doing some loud blowing outside my windows. I'm sure you guys are all having fun with that in chat. Yep, you are. Um, but yeah, I think definitely three playable lines here for the Bruins going up against probably the worst team in the league in the Sabres. I mean, is there any resistance here that you're seeing on the, the Buffalo roster? Like, could you see this going a way that we're not expecting it to go? I like... Yes, I do. <laughs> like it wasn't. It wasn't that long. Like it was two weeks ago. Um, this was. A, I think they played. It was a three-two game. Like two or three weeks ago, and that was when Buffalo was probably playing worse than they are now. So yeah, there's always, like the, like I'm just going through their prior games. Boston scored three. Boston scored four. Um, I guess they have a pile of games coming up because there was a bunch canceled earlier, but like Boston hasn't blown them out of the water yet. And that's, you know, that's kind of why they got, went and got Taylor Hall is because this team hasn't been scoring outside the top line. I think I said it on yesterday's show that with Boston's top line off the ice, they've been scoring 1.5 goals for 60 minutes. That's just absolutely pathetic. Like I, if, if the bot, if the Boston top line can get shut down, then yeah, I can see Buffalo actually just straight up winning this game, but that doesn't, I'm not crazy. I'm not going in on the Sabres on this slate. I'm still out on Buffalo. I just like Victor Olofsson on the top line. Okay. That's fine. Like Victor Olofsson, Jeff Skinner seem like good wingers, but Victor Olofsson, he couldn't drive a car, let alone drive the play. And Sam Reinhardt hasn't been a center since junior. So like, how good can we possibly expect that line to be? going up against the Boston top line. So I'd like, no, I'm out. If anything, like it would be one-offs from the Sabre side. Like I'd have no problem one-offing like Dylan Cousins. Uh, Casey Middlestat jumped up to the top PP unit um, last game. So, you know, if you want to use like a Middlestat one-off or something like that, that's fine. Um, 
I just don't have any interest in full stacking their lines. As bad as Boston has been offensively, they're still pretty good defensively. Uh, and they're getting Charlie McAvoy back tonight in all likelihood because he he was a game-time decision, but he was skating on the power play, the second power play this morning in practice. So that's usually an indication that he's going to be back. So McAvoy is going to be back. Uh, Mike Riley is going to be into the lineup as well. Like Mike Riley, I know he was in Ottawa and we like to make fun of Ottawa, but Mike Riley's like underlying metrics, playmaking metrics, like zone entry, zone exits, shot assist are all better than Matt Grizzlick's, all of them. So, like, he could very well just step in and be Matt Grizzlick. Uh, so, like, let's say Boston. Like, don't say that Mike Riley's coming in. We don't know how he's going to play. Let's say Boston were to get McAvoy and Grizzlick back tonight. How high would we be on Buffalo as a whole? Like, none. So, out on the Sabres, uh, like I said, one-offs. If you want to run off Olofsson or Middlestad or something, that's fine. But um, that's not it for me. And for Boston, um, I get going to the top line. Uh, like this is a great matchup for them. Um, we have them as a great leverage option. We have them as 38% top two stack uh, on our top two stacks tool, but 17% ownership. Um, I'm probably, probably going to be in on Boston tonight. Um, I would probably prefer them over Toronto, but I don't think that's anything groundbreaking, especially when you consider the matchups. I think if anything, I would probably, like if I wanted to avoid Boston chalk top line, I would dump down to the third line. Uh, Coyle, DeBrusque, Richie, like DeBrusque and Richie are bonafide like second line scorers, and Charlie Coyle is a bonafide second. This is a third line that's this is a second line that's playing as a third line. So if you need a cheap line to fit in with like Toronto or something like that, uh, I have no problem going all the way down to Boston three. Uh, but I think. I think I'm going to be in on Boston one heavy tonight. Um, I just haven't made that final determination. It's just, I worry about ownership being a bit higher than the 17% that we're showing. Yeah. I think actually the, the thing that makes Boston one, I think a little bit difficult is, is actually Riley being power play one for 2,700 because it's like, all right, well you want to play Boston one. Great. You've got three super expensive skaters. Then you've got to save some salary. What better way to save salary than with Mike Riley as a power play one guy. So I think what I'm probably going to do is if Riley's popping and he's, he's going to be popping for us, he's got a seven and a half projection for what? Yeah. 2,700 bucks. Like he's going to be one of the better value defensemen. I think I would only play him in Boston one. And you just hope that he doesn't have like a big peripherals game and he gets there on assists with Boston one. Uh, you can play McAvoy with Boston 2. Boston 2 is my highest exposed Boston lineup, uh, Boston line tonight. Uh, anything else in this one? Uh, no, that's probably it for me. I, like, if you want to counteract some of the Boston ownership, I don't mind going all Mark and net, um, as scary as that sounds. Um, he's a good goalie, I think. So I don't mind 7K all Mark. All right, let's move it on to the next game. We've got Philadelphia and the Washington Capitals, 2.9 implied total for the Flyers, 3.5 for the Caps. Brian Elliott and Ilya Samsonov are your goalies. What are you drawn to here? So the first thing that jumped out to me, obviously, with Anthony Mantha getting the trade is where Anthony Mantha is going to line up. And lining up with Backstrom and Oshie, I think, is probably a pretty good spot for him because, like, they're different players in, in size and stature and all that, but Oshi and Mantha kind of remind me of similar players on the ice. Like just in, just in like, you know, they sh- like Oshi shoots, but he doesn't shoot a ton. Uh, Mantha shoots a little bit more, but not as much this year. Uh, both good playmakers, both good defensively. Like that's just kind of the way that I, I, I see both players and, and Nicholas Backstrom, obviously the playmaker between them. I think that that's, probably a really going to be a really good line for Washington. Here's my problem. My problem is Mantha's on the second power play unit. Um, He won't be on the top unit uh, with his line mates. Um, And they're probably going to go into the wash into the Philly second and third lines, which like we know with Couturier's injury and the way that top line is played, you actually want that top line matchup going against Philadelphia these days. Um, You, I was looking at Philly one's numbers, like Van Riemsdyk, Farabee and Couturier over the last month, 1.8 expected goals for 2.5 expected goals against per 60, 42% expected goal share. That's just absolutely God awful. 
5.3 goals against per 60 minutes. That's a decent penalty kill. That's a terrible five on five line. So I, I would much prefer to go to Washington one um, and go right into the teeth uh, of that Philly matchup. Like I really think um, getting into that Couturier line, getting into that matchup is where you want to go here tonight. So Ovechkin, and the, but the problem is, is the power play, right? Is mm-hmm. Ovechkin doesn't play uh, with Kuznetsov and Wilson on the first power play. He plays with them on the second power play. Uh, Wilson, at least, sorry. So you don't get perfect correlation, but honestly, I don't think you need perfect correlation against this Philly team. And like I said, I think that top line matchup is a fantastic matchup here tonight. It kind of goes both ways, too. Like, I think Philly 1 is in a good matchup going up against Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, and Wilson. It's just, like I said, 1.8 expected goals for over the last month. That's just not good offensive play driving. The Philly 1 is just not generating anything at all. I still kind of like them, especially where they're going to come in with so little ownership. Um, You know, we have them coming in at 2% ownership that I think it makes some sense, especially if you're playing more than just one lineup or something. If you're playing, even if you're playing three, I think it might make some sense to get some Philly one in here tonight. We've talked a lot about how Washington's uh, five on five numbers have taken, especially defensively have taken a dive over the last three or four weeks. And they certainly have. So I'm not too afraid of that Washington one matchup. I'm not too afraid of the penalty kill matchup. I'm not afraid of anything Washington offers. So I like both top lines in this game. If I had to choose just one, it'd be the Philly top line because I really want to get them at 2% ownership. I just want to get them at low ownership is, is what I want to do on this short slate. So I do like uh, Philly one for ownership reasons. If you just want to go Washington one, I'm fine with that. Um, I think they could blow the doors off here tonight. I just want to go to Philly for an ownership play. Uh, but honestly, I think if, uh, if I were to go to Philly, it would be the top line. It wouldn't be the second line because I, I don't want that second line going up against Backstrom, Mantha, and Oshie. I think that's a terrible matchup for Philly's second line. So I like both top lines in this game. If I had to pick one, it would be Philly one, or it'd be Philly one over Washington one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not crazy about Philly two. I think you make a good point just for ownership reasons on Philly one. They haven't been great. I actually did the same thing today. I looked up, I think, the last 10 or 15 games for Philadelphia one, and it was pretty ugly. But, you know, ownership is a thing. The Caps have struggled uh, five on five full power play correlation. So you got to like that. If you look at the top stacks tool, you will, uh, you won't be turned off by Philadelphia one. If you had any interest at all, they've got about three times the chance of being a top two stack as their current ownership share right now. So looking pretty good from just a a raw data perspective. Um, You know, whatever you think of Couturier right now, he's probably still playing hurt. And so that's dragging this line down a little bit, but um, we've seen him have multiple goal games since this injury situation started uh what about on the blue line are these guys just add-ons with stacks for the flyers or for the caps carlson schultz uh gossip spare pro rough well i mean you definitely want to correlate with your stacks i think someone like like eric gustison was traded whether or not he would have been in the lineup or not is a is a different question but gustison had been eating a lot of pp2 minutes um now they had Provorov on the PP2, I believe, and as a lone defenseman. But um, when Gustafson's been out of the lineup, they've used Travis Sanheim on that second power play unit a fair bit, and I do believe Sanheim has been pretty pretty near around 21, 22 minutes for a while now. So um, don't mind Sanheim down at 3K playing 21, 22 minutes. He might get some secondary PP time. I'm not counting on it. I don't have it factored in to my uh, projections today. I'm just saying that he could get some because he has gotten some when Gustafson's not been there and Gustafson got traded. So don't mind Sanheim. Um, he's probably the only cheap defense defenseman I really like out of this game. Like I think Justin Schultz actually makes sense too for Washington. Um, especially if you want to use uh, like Anthony Mantha, or especially if you're going to use Tom Wilson or something like that to, just to get some additional secondary power play usage. Like he's been right around the second most used defenseman, uh, you know, a distant second behind John Carlson, but right around the second most used defenseman for Washington over the last month. So um, if you want to get a bit different, if you're worried about Washington ownership and all that, I don't mind dropping down from Carlson to Schultz. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? 
you can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Uh, before we move on to the second half of the slate, just want to point out that we are sponsored by Jock Market, as you guys know. You can see in the top right-hand corner, we'll talk about the deposit bonus you can get. But if you haven't gone and played over at Jock Market so far, uh, it's basically fantasy sports and the stock market combined. So you can buy and sell uh, shares of players in real time, as you guys know. Uh, you can sell your shares at the end of the night. You can hold. You can buy more. Uh, it's all based on your own analysis. So it's an app. Just download it and uh, use the Osmo exclusive promo code, Osmo NHL 20. And uh, when you do that, you get up to a $20 bonus on your first deposit. Uh, if you, you know, want to learn a little bit more about the scoring, if you're looking to play some, uh, jock market NHL, um, you know, they do have, it, it's essentially kind of the same scoring as what you're used to on some other sites that we talk about. They've got bonuses for, uh, three plus blocks, three plus points. Uh, but one thing they do have as well is, um, they've got points for hits. So I can't remember who it was the other night. One of the beat writers, uh, for, for one of the guys I was playing, had like seven hits and uh, I made the joke like, Oh, do you get any, do you get any points for that on DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever? Uh, well on jock market, you actually do. So if you like hits, if you like some gritty play jock market is your place to play NHL. They got PGA and a bunch of other sports over there as well. If you guys want to check out the scoring. So once again, promo code awesome NHL 20, that's going to get you a free 20 bucks when you sign up over there. Might as well take advantage. I mean, if you're looking for another site, some of the other sites they've had uh, smaller um, smaller contests recently as other sports have started up. So might as well look to get some more action down, go play over on Jock Market um, because you get free stuff when you sign up through us. It's easy. Let's go to the Flames and the Maple Leafs. 2.5 implied total for the Flames, 3.4 for the Leafs. It is going to be Markstrom and David Riddick. I believe uh, when I type these goalies in, I type the goalies in manually uh, for the projections each morning. And I thought I messed things up because I had Riddich starting for the, uh, the Leafs, but I forgot he, he did get traded to them. Right. I'm not just making this. Yeah, up. No, he got traded there and he skated there this morning. They just haven't announced which goalie it is yet. Okay. Uh, well, I've got him in right now. Uh, Leafs on a back to back. Terry and I talked a little bit about the Leafs yesterday on the show uh, against Montreal. Tough loss uh, in Montreal. Now they're back home against the lowly Flames, whose lines are all screwed up, uh, as you're going to talk about a little bit. Talked about a little bit off the top of the show, but now we got more viewers, so you could talk about it again. Uh, Matthews is going to score tonight. I mean, is he going to score one? Is he going to score three? That's always the question with him. Pretty decent ownership because you've got Boston on the slate. We talked about the Caps. They're going to be pretty popular as well. Um, but what are you doing with Matthews tonight? Yeah, we have Matthews in at 17, 17.3% right now. I got to think that comes up because he was like mid twenties last night on a bigger slate. So like, I, I got to think he probably comes in at like, you know, 25% or higher, but even still at 25% on his six game slate, that's still good ownership for Matthews. <laughs> When we scored yesterday, that's all I could think about was, is this the, is this goal one of one or is this goal one of three? Yep. <laughs> He's just automatic. It's just every night. Like, it's crazy. And if he hadn't got hurt, he probably would, would have scored 50 goals this year. It's just absolutely crazy what he's doing. Now, when we talk about Toronto 1, something I've talked about on shows before, and I think it's worth mentioning again for people that might just be getting into NHL over the last month or so, uh, Toronto won 
started the season with Joe Thornton on the top line. And then after a month or so, I think he got hurt. Um, they moved him off the top line and then they just never put him back. It's a pretty stark change between when Thornton's on with him and without. With Joe Thornton, the Toronto top line generates 3.2 expected goals, four per 60 minutes, which is like, that's amazing. Like That's an incredible number in and of itself. But without Joe Thornton, that number or that number climbs to 4.2 expected goals per 60 minutes when you have just any random player besides Joe Thornton on the ice. Like it's just or 4.2 actual goals per 60 minutes. Sorry. Like it's just absolutely insane what they do without Joe Thornton. Like they just play at such a higher pace. And when you talk about playing 23 or 24 minutes, pretty regularly like Austin Matthews there aren't nights where he comes in at like 16 minutes or something like that it just doesn't happen so like you know you're gonna get your minutes from him and that's probably the upside to using him here tonight um is that you you know you're gonna get your 23 minutes the problem is is like it's kind of a bad matchup right like that new Calgary top line concerns me a little bit because um Lindholm Gojo and Kachuk to me looks like it should at least be a good defensive line like Gojo's not good defensively but Kachuk and Lindholm are and Gojo can certainly help them possess the puck so like I worry I, I shouldn't say I worry I don't worry about any matchup Toronto one is going into but it is a bit of a tougher matchup what I want to point out is the matchup Toronto two is going into Tavares McKayev and Hyman, like, they've looked good since they since Willie, Billy Nylander's been out. Like, I think, you know, Mikheyev is who he is. But I think Hyman has definitely shown he can play on either line in the top six. And he's, like, he's just a really good player. And when you look at their, at their probable matchup, Sean Monaghan, Dylan Dubé, Andrew Mangiapane, like, okay, Mangiapane's a good two-way winger. But Sean Monaghan is atrocious defensively. Dylan Dubé is atrocious defensively. They're both really bad defensive players. So I think it's a great, great matchup for that Toronto second line. So, like, if you're really worried about Toronto Toronto 1 in their ownership, because, you know, we do have them um, relatively high owned, you know, the third highest owned line. And I think that eventually does come up a little bit. Um, If you're worried about ownership, I have no problem dumping down to Toronto 2. even as a full stack because Toronto has been, you know, they've been effectively running uh, two split PP units. Now, now that Thornton and Simmons are on the top power play unit, they're effectively just running two even units. It doesn't, you know, one, you know, get one minute, the other unit will get a minute. Um, Tavares and like, and Hyman have looked good. Like I've said um, in a small sample together, that line has 3.4 expected goals for per 60 minutes. That's just outstanding. Uh, and they're going to go into that great matchup against the Calgary second line. So I, I don't have a problem playing literally any of the top three lines from Toronto here tonight. If I were to pick one to focus on uh, for matchup, for pricing, for ownership, for all that reasons, I really do like Toronto too. I think some sort of like Josh stack even makes sense here tonight. Uh, if you still want to use Toronto one, like I have no problem doing something like Matthews plus the second line plus Spezza plus Riley or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, like go ahead, go get your 17 DK points because Austin Matthews got his goal in four shots plus a block or whatever. Uh, and then throw him on with the second line. Like I think even something like that's fine. I just, I really, really, really like the matchup for Toronto's second line here tonight. So that's who I'm going to be focusing on. I, I think Calgary to- Calgary's top line is definitely in play for me uh, because of the ownership. Uh, they're coming in right around their ownership, right around five or six percent. Anytime I can get a top line um, at you know five or six percent ownership on a six-game slate, they're going to interest me. So I do have interest in Calgary one. Um, I just have a ton of interest in that matchup for Toronto two here today. Yeah, I think definitely a lot to like on the uh, on the Toronto side for me. You know, Matthews. It's kind of a running joke at this point, but if you look at his. Uh, if you look at his game logs, I think he scored in seven out of eight games. He's got a couple multi-goal games in there, as he always does. So uh, don't don't tilt your face off when he scores early. It's probably going to happen if you don't have him. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll have my 15 20% Toronto one stacks. I think they are up there as arguably the best stack on the slate. Maybe not as amazing of a spot as Boston, but they've been playing better offensively, at least this top line, than Boston has for a while. So. Uh, they definitely got that going for them. Um, I agree with you on the Toronto one ownership. That'll probably come up a touch. I think Galchenyuk's might stay like in the low 
uh, double digits or maybe even single digits, even if Matthews is like 25, 30%. Cause people love to one off him. It's hard to do that with just projections without doing some manual or uh, ownership projections without some manual intervention. But just know that Matthews himself might be a little bit higher. Marner might come in a little bit higher, but the stack, the full stack itself is going to be uh, reasonably owned. I think at least I like to call in Toronto too, as well. Um, I just love stacking against the flames. Like I don't think they're any good. I don't think they're good at five on five. I mean, they've got, like they have combos that have been good. Like Backlund with Mangiapane has been a really good duo, even with Lucic, uh, like Lindholm and Kachuk have been okay, but they, they've liked to put Dubé on there. Now with Gaudreau, I guess you could at least make a case of stacking Calgary one. They're fully correlated and they're going to be, you know, five, six, 7% ownership, I think at most. And this is about the lowest price we've seen uh, these three guys pretty much the entire season. So if you want to go to Calgary one, I'm certainly not going to uh, call you a fish for it or anything. Plus geo um, Toronto's just a pretty good defensive team right now is the, the problem I'm having with getting to Calgary. Morgan Riley is only going to be a add on in Toronto one stacks for me. I think he's just not putting up like the shot attempts, the shot attempt rates. I would like to see uh, for 5,600 for me to use him by himself where um, in previous seasons, I have been doing that a little bit. I'd rather use Muzzin. Uh, by himself at 5,100. Um, but that's really all I've got in this game. Anything else we're forgetting before we move it on? I mean, I just want to mention the Calgary power play. Um, last game, they went to Calgary 1 plus Giordano and Rasmus Anderson top power play. And then second unit was Calgary 2 plus Michael Backlund and Noah Hannafin. So at, at the least, it brings somebody like Noah Hannafin into play mm-hmm. for us um, because I think Calgary 1 and Calgary 2 could end up splitting some minutes. So um, that's just one guy like if you want uh, a super cheap uh, defenseman that you need to use uh, on the blue line Hannafin 3300 for Calgary don't mind him all right let's go to the lightning and the Preds 3.1 implied total for the lightning 2.4 for the Preds Vasilevsky uh, and probably Saros going for Nashville uh, this one man these last two they've got low totals I think there are quite a few things to like uh, in both of these games, maybe I'm wrong here, but you've got just a great team in Tampa. Uh, no Stamkos, obviously no Kucherov, at least for the near future. It sounds like he's eyeing a return at some point this season or maybe during the postseason that they're a lock to make. Um, but, you know, you don't have like the huge names. You got Point Palat and Tyler Johnson on line one. Uh, Sorelli with Killorn and I'm seeing Matthew Joseph. Tampa three, arguably the best third line in the NHL, probably the best third line in the NHL. Uh, they had a huge performance last week that we had been waiting on. I had been waiting on the entire season. And, uh, you know, so I think people know that they're, they're one of the best lines. They're going to be almost 5% ownership, which is pretty high for a line that's listed as the third. Um, and then you've got a low total for the Preds, but really cheap skaters. So this one, uh, this one's tricky for me. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I, I don't. Where where are you getting Tampa lines? Because they didn't skate yesterday, and and Point Sorelli Palat was the line in their last game. Point Sorelli Palat, I think. Yeah. So we're probably just getting from what they did to start last game. Uh, what did they go Point Palat and Sorelli the whole game? Yeah. Okay. Start to finish. Huh. Okay. So, well then and, and the thing is, is I, I've been looking on Twitter all day for like lineup information or anything from their beat writers. And I can't find anything. So okay. um, I don't know, maybe if anybody else has seen something different, uh, let us know in YouTube chat, but I've been looking and I haven't been able to find anything. So I'm just going off what they went last game. Okay. Which so was, does that, I mean, is that a, a big upgrade for you, Sorelli? I, Tyler Johnson up there. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I kind of wanted to point it out is because it makes a big difference. With Tyler Johnson there, I probably would have no interest. With Anthony Sorelli there, they honestly shoot up near the top of the charts for lines that I'd want to use tonight. Um, Anthony Sorelli, not a great offensive player, but he's an elite, elite defensive player, and he's decent enough offensively. Like, he's average offensively and elite defensively, and a player like that, all he does is make sure that the puck gets out of your zone quickly and back into the offensive zone. Like even if he doesn't score, he can do a lot of things that will help other people score. So I like, I just really, really like that Tampa top line here tonight. 
Um, the problem is, is like, this is a late game and we don't have lineups, right? So if you go with uh, Platt, uh, Sorelli and Point, um, you're going to have to use a double center with Point and Sorelli. Uh, and then one of them might end up on a different line. So that's kind of the worry about using Tampa Bay's top line here tonight. So that's why, like, if you want to play it safe, I would like Point and Platt are almost certainly going to play together. So if you just want to use the two of them, uh, that's fine. Um, what I want to mention is Victor Hedman is the most expensive defenseman on the slate at 7K. But uh, Mikhail Sergachev uh, joined this joined the top power play unit in the last game, and he's $2,000 cheaper on DraftKings. So that's something to point out uh, for your Tampa Bay power play stacks like Point Palat, Kalorn, Hedman, and Sergachev. Looks like it's going to be the new top power play unit. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, um, what that would tell me is somebody like Ryan McDonough has more value now because he's probably going to get some secondary secondary power play minutes. So don't mind McDonough. Honestly, though, I think like I want to play Point Palat Sorelli. I'm just I'm really going to be looking for news uh, really right up until law because I just I don't want to have a double center situation yeah. is what I'm worried about. So um, I'm just going to they're my favorite line out of this game. I'm just going to keep looking for more information to see uh you know exactly what it's going to be on the Nashville side. Like I, there's not really a matchup that would scare me for Tampa Bay, assuming Sorelli's on the top line for Nashville. Cause Nashville will send out, uh, you know, that grand line against point Palat and Sorelli. Uh, and then that leaves Arvidsson and company up against the depth and Arvidsson, Johansson and Grimaldi have just been great. Um, Grimaldi, I, Grimaldi and Arvidsson over the last month have combined for 1.75 expected goals per 60 minutes, which works out to about, you know, 0.88 per player, which would put them, I think, in the top 10% of the league each. So, like, wow. Arvidsson and Grimaldi have been great together over the last month. Like, Ryan Johansson has looked fine. That line is super cheap together. Um, the problem is the ownership uh, we have them coming in at 10%, about triple their top stacks. Um, so I would say, like, you need to find a way to get different. Like, you probably just can't slam Toronto 1, Nashville 1, and then walk away. Um, you'll probably get uh, way too many duplications. Um, so Nashville Nashville 1 is one of the, is a line that I would use if I was, you know, if I was Rangers power play stacking, if I was Washington power play stacking, if I was Philly power play stacking or something like that one of the off stacks not toronto not boston this is kind of where i would use uh nashville in the top line of johansson grimaldi and arvidson um that's probably where i stand right now i i like both top lines because i think they're both in matchups but the problem with tampa's top line is we're just not confirmed uh with sorelli on the top line so it's really hard to play him sounds i mean for me as like a tournament player and knowing that we're not going to know this uh, prior to lock, like what you just said there, uh, and I didn't catch it, um, but that's why we got you on the show, uh, is like I would definitely just go with Point and Sorelli and Palat and just, you know, adjust from there. I don't think it's a line that I'm going to have, you know, 30% of, but uh, we're showing some popularity on Tampa Bay 1 right now with Johnson up there. And if that's what everybody else has, I just want to go the other way and take a chance, like, you still could get there with Sorelli or you could always swap off and just go point pull out uh, if you're not comfortable playing Tyler Johnson. So that's how I'm going to make my lineups. Maybe the lineup sites will adjust. Uh, but if you want to make that change, uh, change on fantasy cruncher, uh, I would suggest doing that. I think it's a risk worth taking with uh, at least some of your lineups on Tampa one, especially getting the Grandland yarn crock and cut in line, which has not been good defensively. Uh, so I really like the matchup for Tampa one. I'm actually glad to hear that there's a chance that Tyler Johnson's not going to be on that line. So, uh, give me some Tampa one 
And then, uh, yeah, just really cheap Nashville one, but the ownership's the problem. Uh, I've been doing some five-man power play stacks. Uh, this season, I've been working that more and more in. So if there's one on the slate with a double center, like uh, I think you mentioned Kuznetsov might be off the, the top power play, right? Yeah, but I, I here you keep talking. I'll go okay. double check that. Too. Yeah, so let, let's say Kuznetsov and Backstrom are both on the top power play and you really like the caps. Like if you go just full caps power play one and you needed a cheap two-man uh, with wingers or like a, uh, a wing in utility, I would go like Arvidsson, Grimaldi, like 5-2-1. Like it's MLB season, 5-2-1. Um, but I, I do like that kind of stack. So I think you can do some weird stuff uh, and get like the guys that you would expect to score the goals should this line uh, score them. Uh, Grimaldi and Arvidsson, Johansson, more of a distributor, uh, $2,900 though. So you could full stack it, but if you're doing cookie cutter, four, three, one, that's when you start talking about dupes. It's a short enough slate where I- I'm pretty worried about duplication tonight with some of this soft pricing. So leave some sour on the table, leave a guy off. Um, you guys have heard me talk about it a bunch, but just gotta be, um, a little bit aware of what you're doing if you just throw in the three-man Nashville one stack because it is a tough matchup going into Tampa Bay, even without some of their star players. Their defensemen are rock solid here. And then you've got a couple big defensemen uh, that we can play here, Hedman and Yossi. Those are my two highest-owned defensemen. Those are, I believe, the two highest-owned defensemen in our ownership projections. Um, Ekholm and Ellis, I think, are definitely viable as well. I'm getting to a bunch of Ellis for 4,200. Uh, and you mentioned Sergachev as well, 5K. For him, moving up to that top power play unit, potentially, that is a big boost for him. Anyone else in this game we need to talk about? No, I think that's pretty much it. Like, I, I would mention Eric Chernak. Um, he's been pretty consistently playing, um, you know, 21, 22 minutes uh, since he came back. So don't mind Chernak for super cheap if you, if you need someone. All right. Uh, before we move it on to the next game, I'm going to ask all 73 of you, 74, 75, whatever it is, uh, if you could. And if you're listening to this on podcast, we've got all of our podcasts coming up uh, on the uh, on the channel, Apple Podcasts, Spe- uh, Spreaker, Spotify, wherever, CastBox, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're there uh, for all of our strategy shows, a bunch of stuff being refreshed on the feed every day. But we need you to subscribe to the channel. That's the number one way. You can help us out for free if you're not ready to get a premium subscription. Uh, subscribing to the channel is the best way you can help us, and it'll hopefully help you know when we go live. Uh, if you hit the notification bell, that'll come right to your phone or right to your browser if you turn on notifications. When uh, Osmo.com is live, not only me and Cliffy, but all of our PGA and uh, MMA and you know, NFL when that's in season, we've just got shows pretty much all day. We've got a split show coming on after this with uh, NBA and uh and uh nba and mlb and then we've got a couple hours of uh of mlb coming on tonight same thing with M- uh, nba so we've got you covered for everything only is going to help you if you subscribe and hit the notification bell free content for today i didn't mention this just yet i don't think but we do have nhl projections if you want to check those out uh it's a model that alex and i made together mostly alex so you know it's really good data uh, and then I just kind of maintain it every day. Uh, NHL projections are free for anyone today. Uh, MLB top stacks as well. If you're playing MLB tonight, uh, keep an eye out for the rain delays or weather delays. I, it's basically, it was snowing here earlier. So I don't even know why these guys were doing lawn care work out here. Got to talk to my parents about that, I guess. But um, yeah, there's there's been some nasty uh, weather beats that we've seen last night. I got bit by one. But Top Stacks is free today for MLB. So go try that out if you're hand building or if you're using an optimizer. Very, very useful tool. Pretty much everyone's favorite tool for uh, a variety of different sports. And then NBA projections. So go check those out. Those are free. No charge to uh, try those out. And if you want to subscribe to a package, uh, premium pass, and uh, you got any questions, feel free to hit Cliffy or I up and we can help you. All right. Last game of the night. Low total, but I think uh, a pretty fun one, at least for me. 2.8 implied total for the Panthers, 2.6 for the Stars. Chris Drieger and Anton Hedobin are your goalies. No real changes that I'm seeing on the Stars' side. Uh, On the Panthers, Anthony Duclair is going to be in, and he's going to be on the top line, at least to start with. We've seen him start there. 
and end up on the fourth line in the second period. I'm just going with uh, Duclair. He's going to play the whole game on line one. That line's been amazing at generating chances. It's really Barkov and Verhage and whoever's been there. They've just been unreal at uh, creating chances at five on five. But they're going to get the Faxa Cagliano Como matchup. So, uh, fighting fire with fire here. These two teams played, I think, uh, last weekend. Um, and the Barkov line was fine, but do you think they'll be able to generate some chances against this Faxa line tonight? So here's the thing. It's a terrible matchup. Like you mentioned, like Faxa is Faxa's line is one of the best shutdown lines in hockey. Um, and we're not just saying that just to, you know, kind of put the fear of God in, in just, into people. Like they're legitimately a great shutdown line. And the other problem is, is Florida's power play is absolutely cratered. Like, remember earlier in the season, it was just, it was absolutely nuclear. They're scoring, I think it was near 20 goals per 60 minutes on the power play, like through the first three or four weeks or something like that. It was beyond insane. The problem is, is it's fallen all the way down to 5.1 expected goals and goals for um, over the last three, three to four weeks. Like that's, not good and Dallas has typically had a good penalty kill this year so um I just I can't get on board with Florida I just can't do it like I know people are excited to play uh with Duclair back and like Dallas has shown some cracks at times but like I said um going into FAXA is a terrible matchup and um Dallas's PK has been good and Florida's power play has just cratered. Like, I think there are enough reasons to get away from Florida here. Uh, like, I'll be off Florida, I think, almost entirely here tonight. Dallas 1 is one of my favorite lines on the entire slate. Mm-hmm. The big reason for that, uh, I'm speaking hints, Pavelski and Robertson. The biggest reason for that is they're all power play 1 now. Um, Robertson jumped up to power play 1 last game while uh, John Klingberg got kicked off and pushed down to power play 2. So Dallas's entire top line is on the top power play now. Uh, full power play correlation. Uh, last game of the night, people don't want to play Rope hints. I really like the Dallas top line here tonight. They're one of my favorite lines on the slate. So I'm out on Florida one, in on Dallas one. Uh, if anything, I wouldn't mind some Florida three as a little filler stack. Frankie Vetrano got some top power play minutes last game, so... Uh, maybe he can get he can do a little bit of damage like Nola Chari. Um, he's fine as a third line winger, so or a third line center. Sorry, so um, I don't mind uh, a little two man like Vitrano and Achari or something like that. Um, if you wanted, you know, for your more expensive Toronto and Washington stacks. Uh, but for me, this game is all about the Dallas top line with uh, Miro Haskinen on the blue line. Fair enough. I will say these two teams just played. It was the 10th. What was that? Three days ago. So, yeah, this weekend. And Faxa hard matched Barkov, uh, Verhage, and it was uh, Mason Marchment, who's down on the third line that you like. Um, but the Barkov line did have 21 shot attempts. They had nine scoring chances. They had three high danger chances. So, uh, even in a t- – like, I think – it's weird to say. I think that the Barkov-Verhage duo, uh, duo is pretty much matchup proof. That being said, it is – maybe the worst matchup in the NHL. Uh, so I am not scared off Florida. Uh, I am a little bit surprised at, uh, at Barkov's ownership. I thought it would be like maybe 2%, but he's at almost seven. You know, I'm still comfortable with that. Maybe some people aren't on the Duclair, uh, Duclair being in the lineup or being on the top line. Um, so I'm going to have definitely more than the field on Florida one. Uh, I'm going to, going to tame myself. I'm not going to have like, you know, 10 X the field on them. I, I might have like three or four X the field, especially in MME. So not a priority play, but definitely not kicking them out of my pool. Uh, you made a great point on Dallas one. I'm right there with you as well. They're one of my favorite stacks as well. So hoping for a lot of goals from, uh, the respective top lines in this game. And then, uh, got some defensemen on both sides. You can go to, well, mostly on the Dallas side, Klingberg, Hiskinen, uh, I don't know what I want to do with the Panthers. Yandel's playing like 13 minutes a night and he stinks, but he is on the top power play. So, uh, you know, do what you want with him, I suppose. Do you have a hat trick pick for tonight before we get out of here? Yeah, I will say Joe Pavelski. 
Joe. All right, so right back in this game, yep. I will say – Man, I didn't have one queued up. I forgot to think about this. Let's go with Taylor Hall. First game as a Bruin. Oh! Uh, I I do like me some Boston, too. Taylor Hall will silence the critics in our Slack chat. Uh, There will be no Taylor Hall slander until the next game uh, after tonight. So good luck tonight, everybody. Thank you for joining. Subscribe to the channel. Check out Jock Market. Promo code AWESOMONHL20 is how you get a free 20 bucks when you sign up there. It's free. Might as well go check it out, play some stocks, play some DFS. It's basically a really nice combination and get some points for hits for uh, your NHL gameplay over there. Uh, Again, good luck. We will be back tomorrow. Cliffy and Josh will be back tomorrow, breaking it down for you. uh, Those winning Florida one lineups with Taylor Hall. See you then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.